Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Games Parlay podcast. Uh, once again, I am one of your hosts, Billy Hatfield, here with my good friend, Matt. Go ahead and say hello, Matt. Hello, Matt. <laughs> hello. Uh, <laughs> it, it's We had a reveal today. We did. Uh, of some pretty phenomenal stuff. Uh, you could tell by the title, we're talking about the Pokemon presentation uh, that happened today as we're recording um so wow what what a presentation i was not expecting (laughs) it was way better than i thought it would be that's for sure you know i had a you know the same kind of thought you know i was not expecting anything you know it was a people all week and even at the nintendo direct people were like Diamond and Pearl remakes. And I'm like, they've never had any precedent that it would happen this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't hype yourselves up. Don't whatever. Just, you know, it's it's a 20 minute presentation. And my thought was that they were just going to, you know, talk about the 20 last 25 years of Pokemon. Uh, and we got a whole lot more than that. We did indeed. Let's just start uh, from the top. Yeah, that uh, that five minute uh, Pokemon like history presentation. That was so nostalgic. I like got super teary eyed. Uh, mm-hmm. So I had just got done teaching my first two classes today, and I was like, I and I was already bummed. I was gonna miss like the live viewing. <clears throat> so, so my students left, and then I went into my office and I just watched the video. <laughs> just by myself in my office like about ready to cry like watching these pokemon history things go by <laughs> that's really funny um but yeah i mean i i felt it i was thinking about you know especially when they started showing like the link cables and stuff and i mm-hmm. was like yep that that was the the time i remember that's how it was exactly um and like uh, i got super nostalgic for like the uh the Game Boy wireless adapters that, they, that came with uh, Leaf Green and Fire Red. and mm-hmm. um, So if you didn't get a chance to watch that yet, uh, definitely go watch it. Um, it it's, super, it's super heartwarming. <laughs> I actually woke up this morning at 6, like right before 6, thinking it was going to start then. But here it started at 7. So mm-hmm. that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> But I got to use my Pikachu coffee mug, so that was fun. It was perfect, perfect for the day. <clears throat> um, so yeah, that that was that was super cool, uh, and just a great way to kick this thing off. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we got oh, next was they talked about Pokemon Snap, right? Yes, they showed yeah. like a little bit of extra gameplay. Um, talked a little bit about some of the items that we can use now. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I am so looking forward to Pokemon Snap 2. Um, it's kind of like a fever dream, in a way. Like, I never anticipated a sequel to that game. Um, it came out of nowhere. <clears throat> well, you know, it's one of those games that, like, people love. People that had it love it. Um, I'm one of those people. Like, every couple months or so, I, I just replay it. You know, I, I just kind of lean back, and I just take pictures of Pokemon and hang out. Mm-hmm. Um. And, like, people have been asking for one for a while, but it never really seemed like there was, like, enough interest. It just seems like a vocal minority 
that were yeah. like, we gotta have Pokemon Snap. Um, but man, this game looks so pretty. It looks very pretty. Um, I really like the the like glow orb item that they have mm-hmm. that you the Pokemon light up at night. That looks really fun. Yeah. Um, man. Um, and I was watching, I think it was actually probably Nintendo Life again, but they had a video they were talking about um, how, like, there aren't many games where we actually see Pokemon in, like, their natural habitat and be, like, yeah. be closer to animals, you know? Um, and it, it's that's what's really cool about the Pokemon Snap games, and I'm so excited to see all these new Pokemon in their natural habitats that we haven't seen you know, because Pokemon Snap was on the N64, so that was like Gen 1 and 2. Not even Gen 2, it was just Gen 1. Oh, you're right. So it's it's just... We have seven generations of games that are going to... That could be represented in uh, in this game, so... Mm-hmm. In this trailer, I really like seeing the, the Alolan Raichu that's like surfing yeah. across the water. That was really fun. It's and so then there's good. a shot of... Grookey and a Pichu hanging out too, which I think was really cute. Yeah, that that's like the whole game. It's like I saw this Pokemon and it was super cute. Yep, um, exactly. I'm, I'm really partial to the section where they were feeding the Vaporeon. <laughs> so yeah, I but, think my wife Elena was really into that too. I, I'm also just excited. Um, so one of the things about the first Pokemon Snap was that you used to be able to like take your cartridge to like. Like, some grocery stores had them, even, like, small grocery stores. Um, and, like, uh, like GameStop and Walmarts and stuff used to have these, like, like almost uh, photo boxes. And you'd plug your cartridge in. You could print off, like, the pictures you took. So it was like a Walgreens photo center, but just for Pokemon Snap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I never got to do that. And so that, like, that's part of, that, like, that... Uh, part of that game that I didn't get to participate in, but I'm so excited with um, the Switch and the like community of people that are gonna like post photos of the Pokemon that they took pictures of. And yeah, the online uh, sharing and editing looks really interesting. There's like a lot of filters and stickers and stuff you can put on the different pictures. Yeah, I, I love the Switch. Too, which is, is pretty cool. Yeah, I love that uh, Nintendo is like leaning super hard into that. Um, they just did that recently with uh, Mario 3D World. Mm-hmm. Um, because the original game had stamps that you would put on Miiverse posts, but Miiverse doesn't exist anymore. Um, and so in the Switch version, they just were stamps that you can add to your pictures that you take in 3D World. That's kind of fun. Which is cool. Uh, so they could still have like the collectibles that they still had and put them in those spots and all that. So I'm I'm really loving this uh, community aspect that Nintendo's pushing. I agree. Um, I think that's all I have to say about Pokemon Snap. It's coming out pretty soon. I think it's April. April sounds right to me. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm just excited. It, it looks so pretty, and even if I, if it's only a ten hour game, I'm still planning on buying it right away just to tickle my nostalgia bone a little bit. There. Yeah, I think it looks like fun. I'm planning on getting it. Uh, which brings us to the next game. Uh, the ever-requested since Ruby Sapphire got remade. 
we got the Diamond and Pearl remake announcement. Hooray! Um, I was not expecting it so soon. I'm going to be real honest. Uh, I thought they were going to take a lot more time with it. Um, because the transition from uh, the DS to with a touch screen and two screens to putting it on something that is one screen um, makes things difficult. And so I wasn't yeah. ex- quite expecting it quite yet. Um, I never played them on the DS. How utilized is the touch screen? You know, not like a ton. Like, it'd be pretty easy to remap some of that stuff to buttons. Um, they had like a on their bottom. So on the bottom screen, you would have a um, uh, a poketch, which is basically just like a PDA. <laughs> if anybody is old enough in here at the audience to remember PDA. what a PDA is. Uh, <laughs> or like some sort of like a, I guess smartphone would be the better equivalent. But like you'd have a you'd have a clock on the bottom screen. If you tap it over, you could see like all your Pokemon's health. Um, there was another tab you could like. It was like an item finder. You would tap on the screen, and it would give you like a radar s- signal, and it would tell you whether or not there was an item near you. Okay. Um, some other stuff like that. Um, you could shine the badges. You're like gym badges, so you could like open up your case and you could shine your badges. <laughs> um, and That's then they had the the big thing was they had like an underground mining mini game type thing. Right. The thing is, I don't remember what the ores were for or what items you got. It's been so long since I've played those games. Um, but that was like all touchscreen based. Like you would go underneath and you would like tap it sections of rock and see what items you got. Okay. Um so I'm I'm interested to kind of see how they work that into this into the new ones. I'm sure it's going to be way easier and simpler than I would think to do in my head cuz I'm not a game developer. Um but yeah, Diamond and Pearl, I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm excited. I like I said I've never played Gen 4, so I'm excited to have it on the system that I currently have. Um, and yeah, I know it's a really beloved series, um, set of games. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what all the hype is about. What do you think of the, the art style? You know, I'm, I'm super into it and I'm glad you brought that up because originally I know we were all thinking like they were going to do it in the, uh, sword and shield engine. Mm-hmm. That's um, kind of what I anticipated too. And they were going to go towards that more 3d route. Um, and, and what I like about what they've done with the art style and how they're planning to do it is it lends itself better to that classic style of the original diamond and pearl. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like they just took the original art and then made it 3d, you know, like they just kind of right. put it at like a two and a half D angle and made it chibi and rolled with it. Yeah. It looks just like it would on the DS except yeah. In HD, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, and, I think and one of the oh, go yeah, ahead. that um, they had this developed by a different developer. It wasn't Game Freak. Yeah, I, I was just about to mention that too. Um, I yeah, I, I'm all for that. Uh, I think it's this idea of them like starting to outsource some stuff. Um, it's going to help with the crunch. Um, it lets them focus on their other projects, like their other mainline projects, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think it's solid. Like they just said, all right, see diamond and pearl, make it HD and make it on the switch. Go have fun. Yeah. We'll be over here doing different stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm all for it. Uh, Good on them. Uh, and so far from what I've seen, I, I'm pretty impressed with uh, the, the direction. I agree. Um, the other thing that I like about going back to the art style for a second and kind of like the way this game is structured, I'm really glad they went with this 2.5D style. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the things that I think people really liked about Diamond of Pearl uh, were actually some of the dungeons in the game. Right. Um, they were some of the more like well-thought-out ones because, you know... It was their fourth game in at this point, their fourth mainline game in at this point. Uh, they got to move away from the the Game Boy hardware and move into the much more powerful DS hardware. Um, you know, I and I think it lends itself pretty well um, to kind of stay in that in that range and keep those dungeons um, how they are. And I'm I'm re- I'm super excited to make a return to that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I was originally anticipating, I think, something more of like the Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee style. I really liked that personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the art style that they're doing for the remix of Diamond and Pearl. But um, I don't know. It's interesting to me that we've now had three Pokemon games in a row that all have completely different art directions. Yeah, I, I think Pokemon team is starting to kind of... I think they're trying to figure out where their audience really is. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I, as much as I enjoyed Sword and Shield, you can't deny the divisiveness of those games. For sure. Um, like, for a lot of people, like, people were pretty okay with, like, X and Y, Black and White. I mean, Pokemon fans will be Pokemon fans and... <laughs> they'll either love it or hate anything that comes out. But like, I don't really recall those games getting such a hard time. Um, as some of the others, like sun and moon. Um, I didn't like them very much. I think they had some great ideas. Um, but I was not nearly as into them. And I don't think that one quite got as like hammered on the internet. Yeah. Then we get sword and shield and it's like, I think it's because more people have a switch. I think that's a big part of it, yeah. I think there was a larger expectation for those games, too, because now they're moving to an at-home system. Right. And people were anticipating this big HD glow-up, and Mm -hmm. honestly, that that didn't really happen, which is okay. (laughs) Like, um, I still like Sword and Shield quite a bit. Um, Obviously, both of us got pretty into playing, like, the competitive scene and stuff like that. Yeah, we have a whole hour and a half <laughs> episode on that. Yes. So, like, I don't know. I, I think small amounts of that are warranted, but it definitely, I think, is the most divisive game that I've seen. Like, right. period. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I, I think they're looking at it and they're looking at their analytics and saying, okay, we, I mean, we, we could just do Sword and Shield again and it would do well enough. Um, but they they knew that this Diamond and Pearl remake had to be almost flawless, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think they're doing it justice by like letting basically just being a glow up mm-hmm. from the original. 
Um, some things I'm kind of interested in seeing, though, um, and they typically do this with the remakes, is that when there's a new typing um, that didn't exist in the first game, the Pokemon mm-hmm. that have that typing now still have that in the original or in the remake game. Yeah. So, uh, at the time, Fairy was not a thing yet. It wasn't until Gen 6 that we got Fairy. I think it was X and Y that gave us Fairy. Um, so I, I'm curious to see if that even changes anything. Uh, it's been a long enough time that I really don't remember uh, much about the game, the original, um, other than that Cynthia stomped everyone, I guess. Right. Um, again, I don't even remember if I struggled with that fight or not. <laughs> it's been that long. Um, I remember um, with like Fire Red and Leaf Green in particular, the addition of extra typings really messed up their balancing in those games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there were quite a few added in between Gen 1 and 2 yeah, uh, was... and 3 that didn't get right. there till 1. Because yeah. there was Dark and Steel type added in Gen 2. Mm-hmm. Um, also the addition of dual typings. Yes, dual typings as well as the special physical split. Yeah. Uh, that didn't exist uh, until Gen 3. Um, <clears throat> also, important note that I just remembered, Gen 4 is what gave us the physical special split per move. That's right. So each move could be physical or special. Well, it's just um, not a thing that I have to worry about now for balancing right, the issue. Like right. It's already taken care of. Yeah. The other thing I'm curious about, I wonder if there's still going to be HMs. Hmm. Like, I, I, I'm curious how much the gameplay itself is going to restrict itself to the original. Because um, I think Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire brought back HMs for that game. I think I recall having to swap Pokemon in and out. I do not know. Uh, so I, I'm wondering if these Diamond and Pearl remakes are still going to make us do that. Um, as well, in the original, uh, TMs would break when you used them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that wasn't until Sun and Moon, maybe. Maybe X and Y. Right, then we got TRs to replace TMs. Right. So I, I'm curious... You know, it might just be a one-to-one recreation, which I'm still cool with. Um, Managing Pokemon that can use certain HMs is fine. Um, It is sometimes harder to return to those games that do that, but... Right, because you're so used to the different mechanics. Yeah, well, I'm used to not having to to worry about them now. Mm -hmm. You know, you can just walk wherever you want with whatever team you want and go about your day. It's true. So, we'll see. I'm excited, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully this means that some of those other Diamond and Pearl exclusive Pokemon make their way into Sword and Shield through this cool. game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pokemon Bank, of course. So this might just be the the great best time to do that. <clears throat> I think that's all I have to say on Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. I'd say do so, too. Alright, and then the, kind of the big one that I sure as heck didn't see coming. Uh... Pokemon Legends Arceus. Arceus. Mm-hmm. Arceus. I, I believe it's Arceus. I've always called I... him Arceus. Yeah, I did too. The dude uh, said Arceus in the thing. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, okay. Uh, 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, indeed. Like, what a an out of left field game to like be brought. Right. Um, so those that didn't see, it takes place in the Sinnoh region, like a long time ago. Like, it didn't quite look like feudal Japan. It looked like it's kind of stylized that way. Yeah, and I don't know like how far into that it means, but <clears throat> somewhere around like feudal era Pokemon, which is bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have never had a Pokemon game that takes place in, like, that time period. Right. They've all been modern day. Yeah. Or, or futuristic modern day. Right, right. Um, and it looks like <clears throat> uh, like a action RPG uh, with its open world. Um I I don't even know like plot, you know. I I don't remember if they said anything about. They it mentioned other that, than um, the primary idea is you are creating the first Pokédex ever for the region, which is kind of fun, right? So the idea that you're cataloging the Pokémon in this brand new region for the first time, mm-hmm. and then somehow Arceus is involved. They didn't really say how. Yeah. So I mean, heck, who knows? <laughs> who knows? I mean, I'm pumped. I I love the idea of like again we were talking about this earlier with Pokemon Snap that we just don't see Pokemon in their natural spaces and and this one so far looks like more closer to that in a mainline game. I would agree. Um if we can if we're considering this mainline, I think I would at this point. I don't know. Right. Uh, I don't I don't understand the categorization because I think Pokemon <laughs> count let's go games as yeah. a mainline game. Right. But like the general fan community seems to kind of count them as a spin-off. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Who who knows? Who cares, honestly? Yeah. Right. I uh I'm I'm just excited. It you know, I like the idea of like studying Pokemon, like you sneak up on them and you throw the Pokeball from a certain like way to way, like you're just like they're just hanging out and you're just throwing crap at them to catch them. <laughs> I'm super yeah. into that. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, um, you can also throw. So there was a Twitter thread that gave a little bit more detail. Um, mm-hmm. The Pokemon Twitter page posted three threads about all three of the game announcements to kind of give a little bit more detail. Um, it sounds like you're able to throw the Pokeball that has your Pokemon in it. At a wild Pokemon, and it'll automatically trigger a battle. Yeah, and there's not like any load times in between the different setups. It goes right from open world exploration into a battle, which is pretty cool. Cool. I saw something that someone was translating one of the screens, and it looks like it's going to use an an active turn-based system, mm-hmm. like Final uh, Fantasy, right? <clears throat> right. Um. So that could be cool. I, be cool. I I'm I'm heavily interested. I know they said 2022, um, and so they've got some time to kind of show us uh, quite a bit more about right. what this will end up looking like. But if this is where like Pokemon games are headed, count me in. I'm so For in. Sure. Um, 
I'm so excited for Pokemon Legends Breath of the Breath of the Arceus. <laughs> yes, the the Breath of the Wild um, inspiration is not really hidden. It's not at all. I saw someone. Uh, there's the scene in the trailer where I yep. the main character like runs to the cliff and like it, the camera pans. If someone put that right next to Breath of the Wilds, it's uh, exact. Section, it's like. <laughs> It's like when you watch like two old cartoons that have the same animation sequence, but they were drawn <laughs> over differently. That's exactly right. what that was. <laughs> You're right. It's the same angle. It's the same <laughs> yeah. framing in the shot. Like, it's uh, so silly. Look, I can't get mad at them. No. Because it's good. <laughs> but it's I, I'm excited. I mean, Breath of the Wild is my favorite game. So, And they're about to make it Pokemon. And they're about to make it Pokemon. Exactly. Like, for me, it's a win-win. Yeah. I, I'm also curious because so if it's taking place in the Sinnoh region before it was really like move like before people started to like come in. I know they're saying like the three starter choices you have are like from different regions. Yes. But like Pokemon has like this realistic side where it's like this Pokemon was migrated, or like moved by adventurers and colonists that like forced them to integrate into this new biome. And that's how right. we get like the different forms of Pokemon. Um, so like, I'm curious, I wonder if like they're going all in on this kind of thing. And it's like, not all the Pokemon from diamond and pearl are in this game because right, because they haven't been brought over yet. Right. Interesting. So, and I wonder if it's going to have like a go style mechanic where you can transfer them to the other games. Um, with like some kind of weird stat stuff. Oh, right. Yeah, it, it might not have any interconnectivity, and I'd still be okay with that. I don't think we need it. Personally. I don't think so either. I, I think with the uh, home being pretty handy, um, just really not as much need. Um, right. Just kind of cool. I'm excited to see how Arceus plays out in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm definitely... excited about the. Oh, sorry, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, I'm just gonna say I'm excited about the the three starters that they picked for us. It's Syndicate yeah. and Oshawott, right? Mm-hmm. Is that how you yes. say that? Yeah, because I never put those games and Rowlet. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy that like they're combining different generations like that yeah. as the starter choices. I think it's really cool. I also love, I just have to mention that, like, it's really fun that they were like, no Gen 1. People are tired of Gen 1. None of those. I'm kind of getting that vibe, too. It, you know, it's fine. Like, people do love Gen 1. I still love Gen 1. But I, they distinctly, you could tell, they were just like, no. Stop. We're, like, mm-hmm. we get it. We messed up. Here, here you go. Here's Gen 2, uh, 4, and... Who else was it? It was Cyndaquil. Oshawott, who is Gen... Was that five or six? Five. Five. So two, four, and five. They also skipped three because like, we know you're tired of Blaziken. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rowlet was Gen 7. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So two, five, and seven. So it's even more spread out, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Because we're going to get the Gen 4 starters through Diamond and Pearl. And yeah, I think they were, they were all specifically brought in from other places. Yes, I think there was so. a shot of the trainer catching a wild chimchar in the trailer. Yeah. 
So it's just I I have been a an optimist towards Game Freak and the Pokemon team. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that. <laughs> True. Uh, You've always I, had I, hope. Well, and I just when people don't make a game bad on purpose, typically, you know, typically. like the people who make these games want to make a product that they are proud of, that they enjoy, all of that. And so, like when Sword and Shield came out, and I there was all this crap about it, like, oh, they didn't include all nine hundred Pokemon, so this game sucks. And I'm right. Like, well, <laughs> so many what? of those Pokemon are like redundant to begin with. Well, and even if it's your favorite, like I get it, but like you gotta like at a certain point, it's like <clears throat> when does the desires of everybody, if you try to include everybody's thing into a game, it's gonna take ten years to make, and then by the time they finish it, they're, they're not gonna care anymore. Like they have an unspoken deadline with these games. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, they have all these merch tie-ins and the show and all that stuff. It's well, a yeah, dick machine. So, like, e- even to... just like general interest, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it just doesn't, you know. So, I'm very, very happy to see Pokemon Team do something different. I, I it's been high time, and, I, and it makes me wonder if they, to them, Sword and Shield was like the cleanser. You know, like, finally the breaking point where they can try something new without people, like, being like, oh, it's different, so it sucks. You know? I don't know. And obviously the wild area and the free-moving camera and all that Mm -hmm. stuff was kind of a trial run for what we're seeing with um, Pokemon Legends, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So I will give you credit that you called that for sure. You've been saying that for a long time. <laughs> I am. It makes me so happy to hear you say that. <laughs> well, and it's like, yeah, it just they wanted to do something different, and I think they did it smart by because again, they do have a huge fan base. We're talking about like the number one grossing company in the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the number one, like highest grossing entertainment property. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they've got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Um like on one hand they got to be careful because they do have a lot of people involved. But they, I think they're also realizing at a point they're like, you know what? Let's just make the game we want to make and the people who like it will like it and the people who don't won't. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited to see the Diamond and Pearl remakes kind of get to be their own thing. Um and these new uh, the Ar- Arca- Arceus Legends. Mm-hmm. You know, po- Pokemon Team, to me, feels like Square Enix. In a way. How so? So, like, Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest are, like, they're big. You know, <clears throat> we're kind of gonna stick to what we know. Uh, like, Dragon Quest really doesn't, like, deviate from its path too much. Final Fantasy will, as far as gameplay... Right, uh, but the general for like the action RPG stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're moving to that action side because Kingdom Hearts did really well, and mm-hmm. they're finding that that works better. But then we've got these other studios underneath of them that are making some of the most innovative JRPGs that we've had in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Pokemon Team is starting to get to that point themselves, where they're like, well, I mean, they've had a lot of spinoff games and everything else that have like redefined the format, but I think they're 
mainline games are starting to like experiment more and get a little bit kind of weird with some stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, and to be all and to be completely fair about it, Square Enix has ten years on Pokemon Team. So you know we're coming mm-hmm. about on the same like timeline of like when they're trying different things and that I kind didn't of, know that they were so far apart. That's interesting. Yeah, Final Fantasy was like 90 or sorry, 85, 84. Oh goodness. Yeah, that's about um, 10 years. That's crazy. Cuz Final Fantasy 1 was on the NES mm-hmm. uh, and they had Dragon Quest and I think they had a couple other games. But like hmm. Final Fantasy was their make or break. Um and then 96 is when Pokémon team started. So you know, we're we're coming across some uh pretty crazy like it's fun to watch these companies start to kind of follow some of the same trajectories and I'm I'm really all that to say I'm really liking the direction Pokemon is going. Um and I'm excited to see more from them. I agree. I cannot wait to see like a more focused gameplay trailer of that game. Oh my gosh, yes. Um but uh, uh, do you have anything else to add, Matt? I think that kind of covers all the things. Uh, in Legends? Yes. Ooh. Because mine's Cyndaquil. 100%. Of course it is. Yeah, of course. Um, mm-hmm. You He's know, I, best boy. I think I'd have to go with Oshawott. Oshawott's cool. I'm, I'm, I started Gen 5 with Oshawott. I, after Gen 3, I always chose the Water Starter. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like what I did, um, right? Because Mudkip, Mudkip, you a, a uh, water boy. Gen four was Piplup, uh, and then it, you know it continues from there. Um, so I probably have to go with Oshawott. Cool, he's a, I like a cute little boy. With his Duot, he's pretty. Duots, yeah, Duots great. <clears throat> Honestly, I liked a lot of the uh, Gen five like middle evolutions. Mm-hmm. So. Diamond and Pearl, I'll probably choose uh, um, Piplup. Piplup's cute. I love Empoleon. It's water steel. Ah. And especially with Fairy being as strong as it is, having a starter with steel typing. Ooh, that's a very fair point. Yeah, gimme. Very bulky, bulky boy. Mm Mm-hmm. So. But I I think that's going to cover it for our kind of uh, presentation reaction. Um, so thank you guys for and joining in and all that. Thank you, Matt, for hopping in uh, to do this today. So uh, we've got more episodes coming down the line. Uh, so make sure you uh, uh, follow our podcast on whatever podcasting format you're listening to us on. Uh, and if you haven't yet, go check out some of our other episodes. Uh, including the last uh, Nintendo Direct. We had a reaction episode to that. It's been a busy um, couple of weeks for announcements, hasn't it? <laughs> it has. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to just hop in and chat about them right after. Mm-hmm. I can say everything that's on my mind. Um, and then, of course, if you want to hear us talk about Pokemon more, we have a, like an hour and a half long episode talking about <laughs> the competitive series uh, with a tacked on little bit um, at the end. So, uh Feel free to check us out on our other things. Uh, Once again, this is Games Parlay, Billy and Matt. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll catch you on the next episode.